Amen. Somebody said amen. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Well, if I could preach as good as they sang tonight, we'd be in good shape. Sometimes I think people think sermons just come out of the out of the wind. You know, you just snap your finger. You just don't know how hard it is to work through some of these things. And I was here most of the day yesterday. Left about twelve o'clock last night. Got back up a little after five, and I've been here all day today. Didn't go home. Just praying, asking God for direction, not trying to find a message, just trying to find the mind of God. Church, we need it right now. And I really feel that this church, I think we need to focus some time in prayer and, and uh, fasting. If you could take a day this week and set that aside and let's put the Lord first and uh, let's seek him in a diligent way. I believe we are on the verge of a breakthrough and before every great opportunity, there's always great adversity. And the reason some of you are going through all of the stuff you're going through right now is because there's a breakthrough right there. Amen. Amen. And I feel like it's time for us to do that. For just a few moments, and I... I won't be very long tonight. I pray God would take hold of this and do something with it. But I want to take you to the Old Testament, the writings of Genesis, chapter 28. And um, I'm going to begin reading with verse number 10. Genesis chapter 28, verse number 10. And the Bible said, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and made them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. Behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. Oh, and behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places. Everybody say all places. I am with you. And I will keep you in all places whither thou goest. And will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely 
the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. (laughs) Oh, Lord, help us tonight. I want to direct your attention for a few moments tonight. Verse number 15. And he said, and I will be with thee. I will keep thee in all places. Everybody say all places. All places. And he took the stones of that place. When you're going through a hard place. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Everybody said amen. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. There is no doubt in my mind that in this congregation of people tonight, there are those of you that are going through troubling times. I don't have to be a spiritual genius to understand that. That's just part of the conflict of this humanity. We often find ourselves in difficult places Maybe it was our fault, the reason we're here. Maybe it was someone else's fault. It really doesn't matter. When you're in a hard place, it doesn't matter whether it was your fault or someone else's fault. It's just not a good place to be. Jacob, what a story. A young man who had such great potential, but he fought for a long time with a part of him that almost destroyed what God had purposed in his life. And if it had not been for the mercy of God that pursued him, no doubt Jacob could have sabotaged God's purpose in his life. And he could certainly have short-circuited what God had planned for him. He was a conniver and a sneak and a cheat and a liar. And all of those things had been manifest in his life. And that's why he was on the run. That's why he was in the predicament that he was, and these verses that we have picked up from uh, have to do with him when he fled from Esau, his brother, after he had uh, deceived him from his birthright, and and, uh, Esau had realized what he had done and asked for it back, and Jacob would not relent because he had gotten what he wanted Now he was running for his life, and he was a lonely man. He was an exile in many ways. He was a fugitive from his own family, and he was in a hard place. More than just one way of putting that, he was in a difficult place. His travels had brought him to, the Bible speaks of Haran, I haven't done a lot of research on that particular place, but it was part and parcel of God's promise to Abraham. And it was here that he lighted for the night. And you read the pitiful and sad details of his first night away from home as he took the stones of that place and he made himself a pillow. Amen. What a hard way. Way to spend the night. Amen. I've heard of the doghouse before, but uh, Jacob was in such a pitiful place. No control, it seemed, over his circumstances. There were no comforts of home around him. There was no love that was expressed toward him. 
There was no place of rest, really. No one can truly rest when their head is lying on the pillow. At least I haven't found that to be the case. And yet that's where Jacob found himself on this particular occasion. And the significance of what happened here speaks to me tonight because I believe that God has sent me for just a moment to talk to some of you that feel like you're in very much the same place, that you've been having to lay your head down in a hard place. It's been tough. It's been painful. It's been lonely. You'd like to talk to others about it, but there's just some places in life where you can't talk to anybody about what you're going through. And even if you could, they probably wouldn't understand what you were saying. Some things you just have to walk through by yourself and you have to go alone. And Jacob was there. He was hurting. He was confused. He was a troubled man in so many ways. And the significance of this scene cannot be lost to us tonight because God did something here in this place to send a message to this troubled young man that though he felt like he was alone, the reality was God would never leave him alone. And God gave him a reassurance and God did some things for him. And when I I began to look at this several months ago and I just scribbled down a few notes in my notepad and I, I, I pretty much had forgotten about it until... I began yesterday and today to really seek God for tonight and God brought these things back to my remembrance that here is a man who could testify to someone in this place that's going through some difficult times and dealing with things that perhaps you don't have answers for and maybe it's your fault. I don't know. I'm not here to lay blame on you, but... There are some vital lessons that all of us could learn about such hard places. When all that you have is a stone for your pillow, God showed Jacob that there were things that he could count on even in such a place as that. And this is what I want you to understand, first of all, that his vision of heaven and earth joining together in concert came to him in this time of inner and outer trouble when not only was there things going on around him that were against him, but there was so much going on inside of him that was troubling him. And in this place of struggle, God came and met with him And the vision that came to him came in the midst of his trouble. That ought to be some kind of encouragement to someone here tonight that's in a hard place. That being in a hard place does not mean God cannot speak to you. That being in hard times and going through hard times does not mean that heaven will be silent and God cannot communicate with you. Just because you're going through troubling times doesn't mean that God doesn't care about what's going on in your life. 
And if for no other reason, I feel the reason that God came to Jacob in this place was to prove to him that even though you feel alone, you are not really alone. And when you're in such a place as that, God knows what you need. And he knows the help that you need when you're in such an hour as that. I cannot tell you of the times in my own life when life was so miserable that it was hard to even find any rest. And yet in the midst of that turmoil, I have felt the most powerful presence of God and the most reassuring touch upon my life. God saying, son, I know it's hard right now and I know you don't understand everything that's going on. But I just want you to know that I'm here and I know what you're going through. And God knew exactly how to help me in those times just as he knew how to help Jacob in his time of need. God knows what you need. I cannot tell you of the times in my own spiritual journey when I have come to church dragging and I have come in hoping that somehow I could get a little lift and standing in a place of worship, much like we were a little while ago, I have felt that inrush of the Holy Ghost. And it was like nobody else was in this building but me and God. And it was as if God came especially to talk to me and say, Son, you thought you were alone and you thought I didn't hear your cry And you thought I didn't know what was going on in your life. But I showed up tonight just to show you that I'm still your God and you're still my child. Come on, love him right now, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a night to receive such an encouraging visitation. God knows when you need help the most. And I'm telling you that God is a God who will not fail to give you the help that you need in your time of need. If he ever needed somebody to help him, Jacob needed somebody that night. And I am am certain, I, I feel certain that when Jacob laid his head down on that pillow of rocks, I believe he was just like most of us. He was not expecting what was about to happen But I'm thankful for a God who has all kind of surprises. And in my hardest times and in my darkest moments, when I least expect it, there he is in all of his glory. You can't explain it. It was like a ladder that went from the heavens to the earth and from the earth to the heavens. And there were angels ascending and descending. And in that dream and vision, Jacob saw things that were Uh, They were hard for him to explain to anybody else. Can I tell you that God will give you some things in your dark hour that you won't be able to explain to anybody else. You're not going to be able to tell them how it happened. But in the middle of the night when you woke up in a terror and your heart was pounding inside of you and all of a sudden there was a calm hand that just laid itself on your soul and some voice whispered to you, it is I, be not afraid. I am here. I have not forgotten you. I've not forsaken you. I will not leave you alone. 
I am thankful for a God who knows how to come to me when I need him the most. And he will give me what I need in my darkest hour. The vision that came to Jacob came at a time of great trouble. And so it is with all of us that God can do the same for us. What I want you to understand tonight, that in a place like that, heaven was not closed to him. It was not closed even in that rocky, hard place. Heaven was not separated from his trial. God knew exactly what he was going through. You know, I I know that we don't mean to be this way, but sometimes we get to feeling sorry for ourselves as if we're the only person in the world that's ever had to bear a burden or carry a load. And we come to the house of God with the sad countenance and we come as if nobody cares and we don't have a friend in the world and all the time there's an angel that's watching over us and 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 there's not only an angel, there's a host of angels that encamp about those who fear him. And there is a host of God's heavenly support group that follows me everywhere I go. And goodness and mercy follow me as I go down the path of life. And when I'm in the hard place, God just wanted Jacob and he wants you and I to know that heaven isn't closed. It doesn't close down when you're going through tough time. I can experience a little bit of heaven even when I'm living in a hell. And that's a great thing to know. Amen. I said that's a great thing to know. That I can have a little bit of heaven. I can experience a little bit of heaven. While living through a little bit of hell here on earth. And Jacob found that to be true that night. Ministry came to him. He saw things in that night. He heard voices. He heard the Lord speak to him. He received promises. All In that difficult place. I'm thankful that God's ministry is not limited to my life when I'm in trouble. That the only time God can help me is when I'm doing right and I'm living right. God can help me when I'm, when I'm so messed up that I'm my own worst enemy. And Jacob was that kind of man at that moment. But God came to tell him, I'm still your friend, Jacob. I'm not your enemy. And I want you to know that no matter where you go, I'm going to be there. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to be with you in all the places that you go, whether it's a good place or a bad place. I'm not going to leave you and I will not forsake you, Jacob. I just want you to know that. Somebody needs to understand that the same God, the God who came to Jacob in that dark moment would come to you and do the same. And you can understand that heaven is still open. The doors are not closed tonight. And God is not somewhere on a distant journey But he's a very present help in my time of trouble. I want you to understand tonight that the vision promised to this man that you can be blessed and still go through hard places. Amen. You can be blessed and still go through hard times. A hard time doesn't mean God's forsaken you. It just gives God an opportunity to show you how strong he really is. The place doesn't have to define the person. And God came to tell Jacob, even though you're using stones for a pillow, 
This does not define who you are. You're my child, and I'm watching over you. And God wanted me. I don't even know why he did this, but God began to talk to me to come tonight to tell somebody that he cares about you. And he cares about what you're going through. He, he knows what's going on in your home right now. He knows the battle that's going on in the family. He knows about every struggle that's happening. He knows about every devil that's tormenting you tonight. He knows about every voice that's crying out for you to give up and throw in the towel. And in a moment like that, God wants you to know, I'm here. I'm here to help you. I'm here for you. I'm here because I love you. I'm your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It was a hard place for him, but God was still there. Amen. Just because you're in a hard place doesn't mean you cannot dream. Amen. It's important that you not let the moment that you're in define the rest of your life. And don't let it take your vision. Don't let it take away your ability to see beyond the present. And I think that's what probably the most important lesson that God had for Jacob that night. Son, I I don't want you to lose sight of what captured your heart back then. You've been going about it the wrong way. But before I get through, I'm going to get that out of you. I'm going to work through all of that. And the real man that you are and the man that I want you to be is going to come forth. But I want you to understand, Jacob, you cannot lose that sight. You can't lose sight of what God has shown you. Don't let your vision slip away. Don't lose sight of what God can still do in your life. God wants to give you in a hard place an understanding that the dream does not die. Even though you may lay your head on a rock tonight, the dream does not die because you're going through difficult times. Just keep on dreaming and keep on believing and keep on looking because God is there. God is a very present help in your time of trouble And right now, God is just looking for an opportunity to show himself strong in behalf of his people. You say, how do you know that? Because the word says that his eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth, that he might show himself strong in behalf of his people, that he might show himself good, that he might be kind and tender and helpful. Amen. God help somebody tonight in this building that's going through some dark things, dark places, that God is still there. The sweet whisper of his voice, the gentle touch of his hand, the knowledge that God knows where I'm at. I'm not alone. Some of the greatest comfort that I've ever found in life have come from simply understanding that God knows where I am. He knows where I am. Even though I don't know where I am, God knows where I am. And God shows up. He hasn't lost my address. He hasn't lost my name. I haven't been written out of the Lamb's book of life. That page has not been deleted. It has not dropped from the directory. It's still there. God said to Jacob, I just wanted you to know, son, I know where you're at. 
I know what you're going through. And I'm here to help you tonight. And so God sent me tonight to tell somebody the very same thing. God knows where you're at. And God wants to help you get through it. Because there's something better ahead of you. Amen. Don't let your life end in that rocky place. Amen. Don't quit in that rocky place. Don't throw in the towel in that hard time. Don't get mad at God. Let God prove what he is to all of us, a friend of the afflicted. Amen. Would you just lift your hands to him right now and thank him for his grace and mercy in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord. I thank you tonight, God. Thank you for the mercies that are new every morning. For love that never fails. For a hand that never stops reaching. For love that never ends. For compassions that fail not. That are new every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Amen. He knows. He knows where I am. Amen. He knows where I am. You know, I don't. I'm not sure that I could really understand all that went on the night of his crucifixion. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of things going on the night that he was crucified. But he had made a word of prophecy to Simon Peter of an hour that was coming of testing and sifting. And and Simon denied and he refuted all of those things and yet that hour came. And in that moment, that moment of time, there is no way in the world that physically Jesus could have known where Simon Peter was at that moment. But he knew because he was God in flesh. And the Bible says that he looked at him. He saw him when he denied that last time. So that means that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of crowd you're in. God God is eye on you right now. Amen. And it's not an evil eye. It's an eye of love. And I don't believe that what Peter saw in those eyes that looked his way was hatred or vengeance. It was a compassion. It was a love that reached for him. Oh, those eyes are looking in this building right now. Why don't you stand with me? I feel the presence of God and I feel a genuine love of God in this place right now, a compassion that fails not, a hard place. I, you know, it, it's just, it's not what any of us would want. It's embarrassing sometimes that, that we find ourselves back there and some of you are really going through it right now. I don't have to call your name, but you know, you're, you know who you are. God wanted me to tell you tonight that he's right there with you. You'll not go one place that he is not. Amen. You'll not go one place, all places where you go. Can I read that again? Throw it back up. Genesis chapter 28. Amen. Genesis chapter 28. And verse number 15. And behold, I am with thee. And will keep thee in all places. That means 
wherever, the workplace, the home place, the neighborhood place, the court place, in all places where the thou goest, all places, in the plant, in the neighborhood, it doesn't matter. He said, I am with you and will keep thee in all places whether thou goest. And as a child of Abraham, I believe I can hold to that same promise that he is with me and he will keep me and he will bring me again into this land. Amen. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. God keeps his promises. Amen. Reach over and take somebody by the hand right now. Lord, I believe you're in this place right now. Hallelujah. I believe you're moving right now. I believe you're touching somebody right now. I believe you're speaking right now. I believe, Lord, your voice is being heard in someone's heart, someone's life right now. Someone, Lord, who feels alone and feels as an exile. God, you have not forgotten nor have you forsaken. You're there right now. And it doesn't matter if it's widowhood or suffering or whatever it is that I find myself in in life. You will not leave me. You will not leave me. You will not forsake me. You will go with me in all places. And you will keep me in all places that I go. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you love. Thank you, God, that you have those kind of compassions. Mercies that never fail and love that never ends. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we gather here at the altar, church family? Let's just come and stand here for a little while before we we leave this place. Come on, let's just let the Holy Ghost continue to minister to the heart right now. Why don't you just lift up your voice to him and cry out. Oh, God, I need you tonight. I need your help tonight, God. I need your mercies tonight, God. I need your strength tonight.